what type of language learner are you? Are you someone who likes to travel, who just loves learning languages for the sake of learning languages, or maybe you want to relocate to a Spanish-speaking country? While whatever your motivation for learning Spanish, the type of language learner you are will greatly influence how quickly and how efficiently you reach Spanish fluency. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure you listen to the whole thing because at the end, I'll be giving you some tips for how you can use your language learning style to help you improve and accelerate your path to Spanish fluency. Así que vamos a empezar. Let's get started. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Bienvenidos al episodio 134. Welcome to episode 134 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. In this episode, I will be breaking down how you can really figure out what is your language learning type. Now, I know there's a lot of quizzes out there online that help you figure out, are you level A1 or A2, uh, grammar quizzes, uh, you know, quizzes to help you learn Spanish verbs. I mean, there's a lot out there uh, online. But something that's often overlooked, which I think is actually critically important for you understanding yourself as a language learner, is really delving into what your language learning style or type is. And if you've never heard that before, no worries. Like I said, I will be breaking that down in this episode. And I will be giving you some advice on how you can use uh, your that knowledge of what your type is to your advantage to really help you get fluent in Spanish that much faster. So first, I'm going to give you a quick overview of the types, and then I'm going to go a little bit more in-depth into each one and give you some, uh, some advice for what to do if this is your style. Now, as I'm going through these, you might recognize yourself in one or more of these, but really try to think about the one that resonates with you the most as I go through. Uh, so you might you know, hear it and go, okay, you know what? I think maybe I do a little bit of this and maybe I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, but not all the time. That's completely fine. Uh, you're human. So <laughs> it's, it's funny usually when we come out with these um, types of categories, we all try to look for where we belong in that box, right? But none of us are going to 100% fit in one category all the time. But what's important to think about is where you are most of the time. So, you know, when you approach uh, learning Spanish or any other language, where do you uh, tend to default to or what's your first approach? So that's what I want you to keep in mind as I go through these, all right? So the four language learning types are the dabbler, the nomad, the perfectionist, and the loner. And now none of these types are inherently good or inherently bad, 
but I do want to go through sort of what might be driving you if this is your type and what are some of the benefits and even downfalls of fitting into one of these categories and again how you can use that to your advantage uh, your natural sort of learning style to, to help you move forward that much faster so let's talk about the dabbler first the dabbler is that language learner that does a little bit of everything and the dabbler, um, you know, is not generally very focused on just one thing. So you won't find the dabbler only taking one Spanish course at a college, for example. They probably um, have varied interests and not just when it comes to language, but in other areas of their life as well. So this is the person that every time you talk to them, they're doing something different. Um, they're into a new uh, project. They're probably a very creative person. And uh, the downfall of that is they're easily distracted. So because the dabblers tend to be creative types, uh, they tend to sort of go with their passions and with their interests, and they may not be super focused on meeting one particular goal, which means they tend to make progress a little bit slower uh, just because they're not really overly concerned with tracking progress. <laughs> so it's hard to, uh, to track what you don't uh, we don't measure, right? It's hard to know if you're successful if you're not uh, taking any sort of metrics. And that's really common of the dabblers. And how to know if you're a dabbler? Well, you probably have tons of apps on your phone that are all related to Spanish. And like I said, you probably have also looked into learning other languages as well if you have other interests. Uh, you probably also uh, do not have a goal, right? You would be the person if I say, what's your current goal for Spanish. Where are you at right now? Are you a beginner? Are you intermediate? A dabbler probably go, hmm, well, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I'm definitely not a beginner. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm still a beginner because I don't know. I mean, I did do a lingo for a little bit and then I started to do this app and I, oh, I went to this place one time and I was able to have a conversation with this guy in Spanish, but then I didn't understand what he was saying, right? This is kind of how a dabbler might, <laughs> might answer. Not very clear, not very to the point, very exploratory which is absolutely fine. I mean, like I said, the dabbler's superpower is sort of that uh, creativity and curiosity because they're always interested in what's new, what's the most uh, effective thing, what's the newest thing out there. So again, it's not all bad to not be focused. Uh, the superpower that the dabbler brings to the table is that flexibility of being able to learn in different ways and explore different ways of learning the language. So the dabbler, again, has probably tried different modalities, probably has tried courses, online things, in-person events, uh, books, maybe a little bit of everything because that's uh, the nature of the dabbler, okay? But you can use this to your advantage if this is you. Um, you want to really try to focus in on the things that you're passionate about and really follow your interests. Okay, the dabbler really believes at their core that things have to be fun and interesting, uh, that creative expression is important. And so really tapping into those things can really help you make more progress if you commit to one strategy or approach that follows uh, or is in line with some of your interests. So for example, like for me, uh, I really love music, right? I, I love Latin music. I love salsa dancing. I love to travel. So these are things that actually helped me focus my learning so that I wasn't sort of all over the place. Uh, but it really helped me sort of zero in and say, okay, uh, I'm going to learn this song, 
right? I'm going to learn the lyrics. I want to know what it means. I want to understand what the artist is saying. I want to know something about where they're from. And this sort of helped me focus in small ways. So if you are a dabbler, you might want to think about some short-term commitments that you can make um, and very small goals. So you don't want to continue to set no goals if you're a dabbler. You want to think about setting some small goals, all right? And follow your passions and interests. Let those things continue to guide you, but just try to stick with them a little bit longer than a millisecond, okay? So uh, that's the dabbler. And again, if this resonates with you, um, I want you to stick around to the end of the episode because I will be providing some information about how you can download a free resource that will give you some specific tips on how you can you know, use your language learning type to your advantage. And I'll also be providing some resources that are good for your type. So make sure you stick around to the end of this episode uh, so you can figure out how to grab that. So the second type of language learner is the nomad. And the nomad is someone who really likes to explore culture, who likes to travel. The nomad has probably already been to several different countries, or if not, definitely has a bucket list of places they would like to visit. Uh, The nomad may even want to move abroad one day or may already be living abroad or maybe has lived in other countries before. So this is a real uh, sort of citizen of the world, someone who really likes to travel, believes that travel is something that can help you explore not only different places, but also different cultures to get to know different people. And they approach language that way. They approach language as more of a tool to help them connect with other people and cultures um, rather than just sort of something they do because they just love languages. So the nomad very much is interested in travel. Um, But one of their core beliefs that can be a little bit of a drawback is a nomad is probably something someone who believes that you absolutely have to travel abroad to be able to become fluent in Spanish, right? That you have to move to Mexico for a year. Um, Other than that, you won't be immersed in the language and that you won't be fluent. Uh, And that actually is not true. Um, And, you know, there's many examples of people who have moved abroad and never learned the language, just as there are examples of people who have never lived abroad and who have become proficient in several languages. It's all about sort of how you immerse yourself in your environment. So if you are a nomad and you have this very strong belief that travel is central to your language learning, I'd like you to challenge that and think about ways that you can create immersion environments for yourself at home. Okay. Now, I won't say that travel isn't a fun part of language learning. It's just that believing that it's the only way to reach fluency is a false belief, but that tends to come along with this nomad language learner type. And they actually believe that even if there are other ways to learn language, that the best way uh, is to travel. And that's, that's the best way for them to reach fluency. Now, how you can tell if you're a nomad, again, um, think about if you've told your friends that, oh, you know, I'm not going to be fluent in Spanish until, you know, I move to Colombia and I just stay there for a whole year. But I can't do that right now uh, because I don't have the money or the time um, and I don't know the language. So, you know, I'd have to go and figure it out. I don't know where I would live, but that's the only way I'm going to get fluent in Spanish. Um, You also, you know, can tell if you're a nomad, again, if you have this sort of list of places that you want to travel, like a dream list of places you want to explore, that you want to visit. Um, Or if you've already done a study abroad program or lived abroad, uh, you probably tend to be more of the nomad language learner type. 
And really what can slow this type down is this uh, tendency to focus everything around travel. Uh, because again, there are other ways that you can learn a language. And I'd like to challenge any nomads out there to think of different ways you can experience culture um, through doing more local travel uh, or just going to places in your own community where you find people uh, that are part of the cultures that you'd like to explore. All right, so those are some things that you can do if you are a nomad. The third one is the perfectionist. Uh, but before I move forward, I do uh, just want to let you know again, uh, make sure you check out our website after you listen to this episode, learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 134. That will give you access uh, to a quiz where you can actually verify. So if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm a nomad, maybe I'm a dabbler, maybe I'm a little bit of both. Um, we do have a quiz that will help you sort that out. So make sure you go to our show notes page, learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 134 to get that quiz and some resources that will help you regardless of what your language learning type is. Now the perfectionist. Uh, this one is near and dear to my heart because I, I love my perfectionist. Uh, you can usually tell a perfectionist when they say, you know, I can't really do this until I learn this. So, for example, I really can't have a conversation in Spanish until I learn grammar because I can only speak in the present tense. I can't say anything in the past tense and I can't have a conversation because everything will be a disaster. Oh, and then when someone starts talking, they just all talk so fast and then I get lost and then I don't know what to say and it just all really scares me and I don't want to do that at all. So I'm just going to study for like a year and wait before I travel or have a conversation or do the things I really want to do in Spanish. <laughs> so if that sounds like you or someone you know, then you have identified a perfectionist. And really the downfall or what slows the perfectionist down is this sort of propensity to want to have everything figured out before they even begin. And I would stress to a perfectionist that the only way to really figure these things out is through the process. So in the process of language learning, as you begin to have conversations, as you begin to put yourself out there and make those mistakes, that is how you learn and that will actually accelerate your progress. But many perfectionists believe that they cannot speak until they have perfect grammar, pronunciation. Uh, they probably don't have very strong conversation skills because they just haven't attempted to have many conversations because they're terrified of the idea of someone laughing at them. They feel very overwhelmed when they think about all of the grammar rules and vocabulary and uh, different things that they have to learn. And that tends to put them in a place of analysis paralysis. But it's not all bad if you're a perfectionist, you do have a superpower. And that is that you are, you tend to be a very thorough and analytical person. This means that things like grammar will actually be easier for you to master once you get into it because you will start to see those patterns that other people just don't see because they're not paying that much attention. But as a perfectionist, you will definitely notice a lot of those things. And you also care about proficiency, right? Perfectionist really does care about, you know, being respectful to others, how they're seen by other people and really getting it right, which is a noble quality to have. 
So there are some good things about being a perfectionist. You probably are going to be seeking resources that will help you make progress. You tend not to sort of just do jump from one thing to the next. And if you do, it's because you're looking for that perfect thing, right? You're analyzing, you're trying to figure out, does this work for me? Does this work better? Does something else work even better than this thing? So you're constantly reevaluating that and trying to figure out what is the best and most efficient path to fluency. So you generally are not afraid to try new things, but you must be sure that it's worth your time before you you do. You won't just jump in um, and buy a bunch of courses. You're really going to want to make sure that this process, this approach, this philosophy of language learning works for you. So that is how you can tell if you might be a perfectionist. And again, what slows perfectionists down is this idea that they have to get it perfect and figure it all out first. But you can use the superpower to your advantage if you are a perfectionist by committing to take action. So what I would challenge you to do if you're a perfectionist is to think about what is one approach that you have heard about on maybe this podcast or another podcast, you saw a YouTube video, you read about uh, in a book or on a blog, And you said, huh, I think that might actually work for me, or that sounds interesting, but I'm not sure because of these 27 reasons, right? My challenge to you is to take action and just try it for a period of two to four weeks. Just that one strategy and then track your progress to see how far you get with that approach so that you'll have some data to see if it actually works for you or not. And if it does, in two to four weeks, you can reevaluate move forward and either continue with that approach or move on to something else. But I would challenge perfectionists to stop looking for the perfect approach and to pick one and take action. I also encourage you if you're a perfectionist and you haven't already to just book a lesson to have a conversation in Spanish. In fact, if you're one of the first five perfectionists that hears this podcast and sends me a DM on Instagram at learn Spanish con salsa, Let me know if this resonated with you. If you feel like this is you and you're just a little bit afraid to have a conversation, send me a message on Instagram. I have something just for you. But you have to take action first by sending me the DM at Learn Spanish Con Salsa on uh, Instagram. Uh, You can also email us at host at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com if you're not on Instagram. Uh, And let me know you're a perfectionist, you're afraid to have a conversation, and you want help, and I have something special just for you. All right. So hopefully that incentivizes you if you're a perfectionist to get out of your shell and take a little bit of action. Uh, And by the way, all perfectionists aren't necessarily introverts, right? And all dabblers and nomads aren't necessarily extroverts, but dabblers and nomads are tend to be more creative types that do tend to be more outgoing. It doesn't necessarily mean they're the life of the party, but they do have more interest in things outside of themselves. And The perfectionists tend to have more interest in things that um, motivate them. So again, not a a hard rule introvert slash extrovert, but there are some tendencies there that are similar to being an introvert or an extrovert. Now, the last language learning type, so we've gone through the dabbler, the nomad, and the perfectionist. And our last one, last but not least, is our loner. Uh, which again does tend to be someone who is a little bit more internally focused again not necessarily an introvert this is just how this person approaches language learning the loner really thrives on learning independently 
and they may have even successfully learned other languages before. So if you're a loner and now you're coming to learn Spanish, you may have already grown up speaking a few languages. You already have a fair amount of confidence in your own ability to figure things out and sort of you know, figure it out as you go along. You don't really feel like you need a whole lot of direction uh, because you have this confidence that you can sort of figure this out. And you probably haven't followed any formal study or programs, whereas the perfectionist is probably looking for grammar books, college courses, uh, you know, tests and quizzes, certifications. These are things that perfectionists look for. The loner is probably just looking uh, to feel more confident about their ability to speak. So the loner has probably already had a language exchange partner. They've probably already had some online lessons with tutors. They probably are just watching YouTube videos or uh, listening to podcasts like this one, other podcasts. They're just sort of taking it in on their own and they're using different approaches that they think suit them as they sort of want to learn something. So this tends to be a pretty confident language learner. But the thing about the loner is they're probably not really sure where they stand when it comes to their actual language learning level because it's not a huge concern for them. They probably can already hold a pretty decent conversation in Spanish, but they just don't really know where they are on that scale from sort of a complete beginner level A1 or A0 to uh, B1, B2, and up to the C level. They, they just don't know. They don't, they're not really interested in that because they already feel like they have had some success and they're confident with where they are. But the drawback of being a loner is that they don't have any community support. There's no one really around them that's learning. This is sort of like their private little uh, thing that they like to do, learning languages. They might also be interested in learning other languages besides just Spanish because they have a maybe even a passion just for language. It's something they like to do. It makes them feel competent and capable and they have some confidence around language learning. Uh, but like I said, the loner usually doesn't have a lot of community support and any community support they do have might be limited to a few online forums, or online communities that they have found, but they probably haven't ventured out as much as someone like a nomad uh, would because they're just kind of content to learn on their own and do their own thing. They may or may not have had many conversations, but they definitely have uh, communicated uh, through text, right? So through emails, messages, uh, on any of the apps where you can find language exchange partners. The loner has probably already done that, probably has a few people they've held a few conversations with um, in Spanish, even if it was not um, a verbal conversation. Now, like I said, the drawback of this is not having that community support means that they really don't push themselves because they think that they're doing okay and they don't really know where their blind spots are. You know, a loner is someone who can really benefit from more of a language coaching than teaching approach because they tend to be pretty competent and confident, but they don't really know where they fall with their level of proficiency and they probably miss some very, very basic things uh, and have a lot of holes in their learning because they've sort of taken this independent approach to learning. So for example, a loner is someone who might be able to hold a conversation if you talk to them. They may or may not be shy. Like I said, it doesn't matter if they're introverted or extroverted, but they may miss some, some very basic uh, grammar points that you might surprise you might be surprised by because you're talking to them. They sound pretty confident. They sound proficient, but they make a few mistakes or several mistakes that you would think someone who speaks as well as they do or knows as much as they do about the language would not make. And this is because they've kind of done this do-it-yourself approach. So for example, something like um, 
el agua, the water. You know, this is one of those weird exceptions that usually you learn pretty early on that it's not la agua, even though agua is feminine. Uh, so it would be el agua fría and not la agua fría and also not el agua frío. Okay, it's one of those weird exceptions, but it's one that you tend to learn pretty early on in any Spanish course. But because the loner has been doing their own thing, they, they might miss like very basic critical things like that. So that's the downfall of being a loner. You don't really know your blind spots. You're not really sure where you are with proficiency. And you're not really pushing yourself because you're just doing it on your own. Um, and you probably could benefit from coaching and community support to really help you move forward that much faster if you want to feel like uh, you're moving closer to fluency and actually reaching your goal. So those are our four language learning types. The dabbler, the nomad, the perfectionist, and the loner. I am so curious to hear which category you fall in. And if you want to figure out your type and you're not quite sure from the descriptions or you feel like there's a little bit of you in each one of those, make sure you go to our website at learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 134 and find our quiz so that you can figure out what is your language learning type and feel free to reach out uh, let me know send us a message on instagram or you can email us at host at learnspanishconsalsa.com on instagram at learnspanishconsalsa super curious to hear what is your type uh, and like i said we also if you take the quiz as a way to say gracias and thank you for participating in the quiz is we will be giving you a free resource guide for what to do based on your type. Because our goal here again, Spanish Con Salsa, our entire team is focused on helping you make progress faster. And the first step to that can be simply just knowing where you are um, and what your language learning type is. Because this will affect your approach to learning Spanish, how successful you are in the long run. And our goal is to help you get there faster. Okay, so I hope you uh, check out our website and take the quiz, learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 134. And as always, I hope something that you heard in this episode will help you get one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.